the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined by co-host Don Dix, the chapter leader of Act for America in Corona. Welcome, Don, and we'll get to our guests in just a minute. Welcome to you, too. It's great to be back. What a week. It's been an amazing week. Continued fallout from the cap-and-trade vote here in California. Uh, We had an amazing display of media ignorance in a White House press briefing uh, by none other than Jim Acosta, the guy that Trump accuses of being the purveyor, the primary purveyor of fake news. That was amazing. Did you catch that between Miller oh, and Acosta? And, and it wasn't it wasn't so much that uh, it was ignorance. It was a matter of immigration is the most important issue because it determines all other issues. And that's what Ann Coulter said. And the Democrats and the propagandists like Jim Acosta fully understand that. So it wasn't ignorance. It was fulfilling his role as a Democrat propagandist. Well, you're right. I may be giving Acosta way too much credit, uh, you know, giving him the ability to hide behind the ignorance label. But I got to admit that there is a certain amount of ignorance uh, and denial of history uh, that was displayed. We'll get to that. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, Let's bring our guest for the hour on board. Um, She is Susan Shelley. A journalist primarily uh, writes with the Orange County Register, but I believe her work is featured in a number of different uh, newspapers. She's also the author of a book called How Trump Won, which is a compilation of her articles documenting Trump's progress along the campaign trail. And she was also an associate producer on the uh, Jeopardy. So the answer is our favorite guest for this week's show. And the answer is... Susan Shelley, <laughs> who is no, in, the, in the form of a question, mind you. Oh, who is Susan Shelley? Yes, it is, it's great to be with you for questions or answers or answers or questions. Good to have you with us as well. We appreciate you taking the time to uh, uh, join us here as we, you know, share uh, our thoughts about uh, what's unfolding in California with the folks and try to encourage them uh, to get off the couch and get involved. We do have an update on a very important effort that's going to unfold throughout California, which is the NoCAGasTax.com signature gathering effort to put Jerry Brown's 12 cent a gallon gas tax on the ballot in November of 2018. We'll give you that update later in the show, but right now let's get to what many people feel is the most important uh, topic uh, in California right now. Only if you drive. Only if you do anything. Only if you live in California, which is the vote on cap and trade. Susan, as a journalist who has to research this stuff to Describe it to your readers. Tell us what your take. What, uh, let's start here. Tell us what 
your explanation of what cap and trade is for our listeners. Okay, cap and trade is a system that was set up by the California Air Resources Board as a way of complying with the law that requires the reduction of greenhouse gases in California. Now, this dates back to 2006 when Assembly Bill 32, the Global Warming Solutions Act, was passed and signed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. And this required that California return to 1990 levels of greenhouse gas emissions by 2020. And a year or so ago, that was tightened to 40 percent below 1990 levels by 2030. Now, the thing about greenhouse gases in California is that the whole state is only 1 percent of all the greenhouse gas emissions on the planet Earth. So we could shut down the whole state. We could park all the cars. We could turn off all the generators. We could shoot all the cows. It would make no difference in the global climate. So the purpose of the thing is to show leadership. That's what they tell us, leadership, to show China and India and other people who are burning coal how wrong they are. So we have our 20.6% poverty rate and 30% more expensive electricity rates and a dollar a gallon more for gasoline than neighboring states. And the reason is because we have this cap-and-trade program. The way it works is businesses need to buy a license to emit greenhouse gases, which is essentially a license to operate. And if you run a refinery and you make gasoline or heating fuel, this is something that you have to pay, and then you pass that cost along to your customers. That's why everything is more expensive in California. It affects diesel fuel, so everything that's trucked in California, everything that's moved, like food, luxuries like that, luxuries like food, are more expensive because of cap-and-trade. The way that this was set up, it, it had a sunset clause. It ended in 2020. Jerry Brown decided that he wanted to extend it because he is using the money that these companies are paying for these licenses to emit greenhouse gases, he is using this money to build the bullet train. And this is a critical priority for him, for whatever reason. So this first segment of the bullet train, which is going to go from San Jose to Wasco, if you don't know where Wasco is, it's north of Shafter. Well, what about if we don't know where Shafter is? (laughs) Shafter's north of of Bakersfield. Sounds like that should actually be the name of the bullet train, Shafter. Right? Yeah. Well, certainly that would be appropriate. You are riding doing you are riding a train to Shafter. San Jose San Jose to Wasco. Now when the okay. when the voters approved this, they said no tax increase and no public subsidy because you know, we've we've been sold this this line of goods before. We're and we're not buying it. So there were all these different safeguards that the voters insisted on when the bonds that were going to start the bullet train were approved. One of them was no tax increase. But guess what? The cap-and-trade program forces businesses to pay for operating, and the money goes to the government, and the government spends the money through the legislative process, but it's not a tax. Legally speaking, it's not a tax. So the governor can use it for the bullet train. And here's what he wanted to do. He's leaving office. January 2019, he's out. He wants to borrow all the future cap-and-trade revenues and build the bullet train with the borrowed money, and then we're on the hook for another 10 years or more to continue to pay these cap-and-trade fees in the price of everything we buy in California. It's called securitizing. It's when they borrow the future revenues 
They sell bonds. The money that comes in goes to pay back the bondholders, and we're on the hook for all of this money. What does this do for the climate? Nothing. It does nothing for the climate, even if it worked and we got to 40% below 1990 levels by 2030. It does nothing for the climate because we could shut down the whole state and that would do nothing for the climate. Well, even even more than that, the Paris Global Warming Agreement uh, that uh, Obama agreed to without Senate approval, if it was fully implemented, fully complied with by every country in the world at a cost of a trillion dollars more per year through 2100, and assuming all of their numbers about CO2 and climate are right, mm-hmm. it would reduce global warming by three-tenths of a degree by 2100. In other words, assuming the temperatures are going to go up as they, as they predict, it would be three-tenths of a degree less for $100 trillion. And you see, this is what it's really about. It's about the $100 trillion and who gets to spend it. Right. They have invented a new way to tax something, and they are forcing everyone to pay it because they're scaring people to death. They're saying that the world is coming to an end. Governor Brown told our editorial. Literally, board, literally, that literally, is literally what Brown says. That is what he said. It's, the, it's human extinction. He was talking about having days that are 140 degrees if we don't do this. But you know what? If, if we're on the way to 140 degrees, it doesn't matter. If we do do this, it doesn't affect it. These are policies that have no effect. So even if you accept that global warming is catastrophic, all our fault, all the rest of it, these policies don't do anything except cost you a lot of money. Of course, global warming is a hoax, and we need to take a break right now. We'll come back and we'll talk more about the Republicans and and cap and trade and what they did and why they did it and what we should do in response after this word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. More with Susan Shelley after this message. Hey, Larry Elder here. Now, if you're a homeowner thinking about refinancing or you'd like to be a homeowner and aren't sure where to start, call my friend Ed Hoffman at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Rates are great right now, and from what Ed tells me, there are a lot of great opportunities out there in real estate. You need a lender you can count on, and I can vouch for Ed. He'll deal with you straight and advise you like you're part of the family. Just give Ed a call at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I know Ed. He's a good guy. He'll talk to you like a friend and won't make you feel like you've just walked into a shark tank. Now's the time to buy or refinance. Give my friend Ed Hoffman a call at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Again, 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or visit him online, wccloans.com. 855-640-2020. AM 590, the answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program, the radio program for the most important political office, that of private citizen. All private citizens throughout California are now going to be subject to the increase in costs of living in California, be it gas, uh, fuel, or electricity due to the cap-and-trade vote. 70 cents per gallon plus by 2030, in addition to all the other taxes. 
And on the phone with us, we have Susan Shelley, who's a journalist. Primarily, her work is featured in the Orange County Register, uh, but elsewhere, she's also... Entire Southern California News Group, 11 newspapers, including locally, the San Bernardino Sun, Riverside Press Enterprise, and the Redlands Daily Facts. And she wrote the book, How Trump Won, a compilation of her pieces documenting Trump's... uh, progress along the campaign trail. Susan, we're talking about cap and trade. You gave a very, I think, good explanation of what uh, cap and trade is and how uh, it's being co-opted by Jerry Brown to fund his pet project. Now, we come to this Monday night where a vote occurred in the assembly to approve it. We have seven uh, assembly members, Republican assembly members who crossed uh, the ideological aisle to vote with Democrats. They explain that the reason that they voted for this cap and trade law was because the alternative was to subject Californians and their constituents to a rogue agency called CARB that would have done much, much worse come 2020 uh, to the California economy than had they given it this narrow path called cap and trade with which to walk. Your take on that? Well, I think that is a preposterous, phony argument because it rests on the idea that you should volunteer to have the government destroy you more slowly because if you don't volunteer, it's going to destroy you by force much faster. Hmm. And is this a free country or is it not? Are we going to give the power to destroy our economy to an unelected regulatory agency with no legislative oversight of any kind? Are we going to let them tell refineries that they can't operate and so gas gas prices triple or quadruple in California? Is that the kind of threat they're talking about, where electricity rates would go up so much higher because CARB would impose command and control regulations? If we don't have cap and trade, which lets the companies do it voluntarily, then CARB will make it a penalty, and and then the utilities will have to pass that on to their customers, and no one will have any choice in the matter. Really? What a bluff. What a bluff. I don't think CARB would be able to pass a regulation that triples electricity prices without anybody noticing or saying anything. This was a bluff. And it was really, it was so disappointing. It was so depressing to watch Republicans cave into this for whatever personal gain they received out of it. And I don't know, but it must be something because there's no policy reason to do it. Right. Locally here, uh, Chad Mays from Yukaipa who is the current Republican Assembly Leader, Corey Wise, still Republican Assembly Leader at this point, and Mark Steinnorth. And this is a great disappointment because my group had supported Mark Steinnorth, and we had uh, canvassed for Mark Steinnorth. And in, in 2016, we, made, we, got, we knocked on 16,000 doors in the Redlands area. Uh, supporting candidates, including Mark Steinnorth, and then he does this. And what's interesting, particularly interesting in Steinnorth's case is he had run an ad in 2016, attacking his Democrat opponent, Abigail Medina, on the issue. I, mean, I think we have, a, we have a part of that ad addressing that subject. On the economy, Medina supports a cap-and-trade plan that will increase gasoline prices, destroy thousands of jobs, and hurt working families and the poor. A reckless politician. Say no to Abigail Medina. And the ad was expressly stated it was authorized by Mark Steinnorth for Assembly 2016. This is not an independent ad. This is one of his ads. 
And then he turns around and votes for cap and trade that will destroy jobs, hurt what working a, families and the poor, and raise gas prices. What a betrayal. And, and Chad Mays in particular, as the Assembly Republican leader, it's his job to target particular seats that Republicans can win. This is part of the job of being the Assembly Republican leader, is right. that you have, to, you have to try and have electoral success in the next election so that you have more votes, so that you can improve. So that you can push the policies that we all favor, which is why we walk precincts and put up yard signs and donate to candidates so that we can have policies that advance prosperity for California. That's what Republicans stand for, or what most of us stand for. We want prosperity in California. We want security for our families. We want prosperity. We want job growth. We want economic growth. We want a safe, clean environment and beautiful scenery, but we don't want to starve to death while we're trying to preserve that. We, we want the balance, we want the growth, we want low taxes because that's what creates economic opportunity for everyone. I'm not endorsing him, but John Cox, the, uh, Repub- one of the Republican candidates for governor, wrote on this, and he was out front before the vote on this. He says that as Republicans, our goal is not to cooperate with the Democrat leadership's war on the middle class, but instead to counter it because our ideas about growth, jobs, and family budget issues are better than their ideas. That's right. They are better. And so to have someone like Chad Mays, who is responsible for targeting the seats of Assemblywoman Sharon Cork Silva in Fullerton and Sabrina Cervantes in Corona, these are vulnerable Democrats. And his job is to help a Republican defeat them. That's part of the job of the Republican leader. And instead, he, he rallied enough Republicans so that these two Democrats did not have to vote in favor of cap-and-trade. So they can, they can send out mailers for 2018 that says they protected taxpayers well, not because, only- because Chad Mays found Republicans to cover them. Right. And not only that, the... There was an article that appeared here locally um, about Sabrina Cervantes' vote. The headline was essentially what we're talking about. Sabrina Cervantes uh, opposes cap and trade. But if you read the article, the reason she opposed it was because it didn't go far enough. So, you know, the headline gives her cover uh, in her constituency, especially to those people that won't read beyond a headline. But once you get into the article, she was concerned that cap and trade did not go far enough to protecting the environment, to advancing the the uh, social justice concept of, um, you know, this 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 canard of global warming, and so she was able to find cover, and she she essentially got it both ways. She exactly. was able to have her way both ways. Thanks for that. And, uh, and- She'll be able to send out different mailers to different constituencies and, and argue both sides of it. And the Republicans have have destroyed a very good chance to pick up a seat there. Very, we, very disappointing. We need to take another break here, and we'll come back and delve into this further and how conservatives should respond to this uh, Republican betrayal after this word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. More with Susan Shelley after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. We've been serving our community with personalized homeownership solutions for over 26 years with offices in Moreno Valley, Temecula, Corona, Downey, Westlake Village, and Covina to service all Southern California and Arizona. 
Today, we are experiencing excellent conditions in real estate and real estate financing. Interest rates are as low as they've ever been in our history, and real estate prices have come way up from the lows of 2010. If you've purchased a house in the last several years, there's a great chance that today your equity position is much better and available interest rates are much lower. Two factors that spell opportunity for you. If you want to find out what this means to you and you want to talk to a lender who will give you straightforward, honest direction towards an option that's best for you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday, 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. And again, Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. Right here on AM590, The Answer. Licensed by California DRE, broker license number 0114747. And California Financiers Lenders License number 603K610. Licensed by the California Department of Business Oversight number 603K610. NMLS 9873. AM590. The answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We are reminded every day how true Mark Twain's words were when he said that uh, no man's life, liberty, or property are safe when the legislature is in session. And unfortunately, it's even worse when you have to depend upon Republicans to uh, stand up for their principles of lower taxes and limited government to, uh, to protect us, because that didn't happen. And we have uh, on the line with us today Susan Shelley. She's a columnist with the Southern California News Group, read locally here in the Redlands Daily Facts, San Marino Sun, and Riverside Press Enterprise. My view of it is, is this. Yeah, you have the seven assembly members who voted in favor of cap-and-trade. But look what happened before this. It was clear that Mays was negotiating his sellout, not a peep from the California State Party. Afterwards, one member of the board has urged the, the very punitive measure that Mays should resign as, his, as leader of the Republicans in the Assembly. That's it. You have a parade of establishment Republican types that are, were supporting cap-and-trade. The Chamber of Commerce at the state level, the various big businesses and big donors were supporting cap-and-trade. It is my view that what happened is what ha- is what Munger, who's a big donor and largely controls the state party, and the state party wanted to happen. It's not seven rogues. It's the entire state party that was behind this. What do you think? I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I don't know what to tell you about the state Republican Party. It, it has been my experience that they, that they occasionally lose elections on purpose, and I don't know why. And uh, I find it very distressing. You know, I, one of the reasons that I got off the couch and into politics to begin with, and I, I, I started as a volunteer for a congressional candidate, is that I was very disappointed living in a, a majority Democratic area that there was never anybody to vote for because it just seemed that the party defaulted and didn't put up serious candidates or put any effort, not even a lot of resources, but just any effort at all into electing people, always looking in the rearview mirror and saying, well, nobody ever voted for us before, so nobody will ever vote for us again, and just leaving people abandoned in these districts. And, and I have always disagreed with that, and I've tried to do something about it. It's, it's an uphill climb. I don't know why they're so resistant to a principled stand in favor of freedom and economic growth. I don't understand it. What, sh- what do you think that... Uh- California conservatives and the rank-and-file Republican Party members that still exist here should do in response to this betrayal of the supposed principles of the Republican Party? It's very hard to know what to do. Um, if you don't reelect Republicans and Democrats take those seats, it will not be better. By the same token, 
it's hard to justify fighting to elect Republicans who are going to betray you or who have already betrayed you. It's hard to know. So if they were all primaried um, in the top two situation, it could be that you'll wind up with two Democrats in the November race. It's just a really difficult, it's a difficult thing to figure out. I know exactly what people should do. I have the solution. I know what they should do. They should channel all the frustrations of every element of our conversation, whether it's an out-of-control, progressive agenda in Sacramento, a Jerry Brown who is hell-bent on getting his uh, train uh, to Schaffner, wherever. Schaffner. (laughs) Schaffner. Um, Whether it's, and there's another issue that we want to uh, chat briefly about in the next half hour, which if Jerry Brown is so darn concerned about the environment, how come he's not spending any time or attention to the billions of gallons of toxic industrial waste that's flowing from Mexico across the border into the Tijuana River Basin, polluting Imperial Beach, making it unusable for Uh, beachgoers as well as the Navy SEALs that used to train there channel all of that energy into the NoCAGasTax.com signature gathering effort. Whether you're a mom that was disappointed that we weren't able to get enough signatures to put the vaccination bill on the ballot, uh, or you're a family that's concerned about the fact that your daughter is going to have to share bathrooms with a person that questions their gender, uh, a.k.a. the bathroom bill, take all of that energy and funnel it into the gathering of signatures to put Jerry Brown's gas tax on the November ballot. We've got an effort that's going to be kicking off in Southern California and an update on the progress of that whole ballot initiative after the break. We'll be back with Susan Shelley, Greg Britton, myself, Don Dix, after the break on the Unite IE radio program. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program, the radio program for the most important political office in the country, that of private citizen. We're always trying to give our listening audience an idea of what they can do in order to fulfill that civic responsibility that maintains the health, what I call the proper care and feeding of the republic, which is civic engagement. So the, I teased this before the break, the NoCAGasTax.com uh, signature gathering effort to put Jerry Brown's gas tax of 12 cents on the ballot is uh, in process. The attorney general finally issued language for that ballot initiative, a title and summary. The title and summary were deceptive, to say the least, disingenuous to characterize it properly. And the uh, Travis Allen folks that are sponsoring this initiative have taken the attorney general's language to court. That court date is going to be September the 15th. So until that court date happens, uh, there won't be a ballot initiative to sign, to gather signatures. So there's no point in having a kickoff event for that. So the uh, August 12th kickoff event that we were trying to organize is now postponed 
not canceled, but postponed until we actually have the ballots in hand for people to begin gather the petitions in hand to begin gathering signatures to put this on the ballot. So there's a, there's an update for you on that particular issue. And this is something I think we can get everybody to join in on. It doesn't matter your political persuasion, uh, your worldview. Uh, this is a bipartisan uh initiative, if you will, that should be an opportunity to reach across the aisle to those disaffected Democrats that are wondering what in the heck is going on with our party. Well, and it's a wonderful thing to do, and it does have that crossover potential that you that you just mentioned, but it doesn't address the problem of the what to do with the Republican Party, which in part because they supported the cap and trade, which is going to increase gas prices even more than the gas tax we're talking about, is that it undercuts that effort. And, and I agree with you. But part of the part of the challenge we have in politics is the calculus of two things that it takes to be effective in politics, money and people. If you don't have money, you're powerless. If you don't have people, you're powerless. You've got to have some some quantity of both. And in the grassroots, we always have a problem raising money, so we need lots of people. And the lots of people, uh, you know, I think we can gather lots of people through the process of gathering these signatures so we can send a message to the Republican Party of, hey, you know, you got to be true to our principles or we're going to we're going to kick you to the curb. I know that in the in the uh, Tea Party Patriots, we have made the decision that we are not going to support Mark Stein North. And he is politically dead to us because there has to be a price to betrayal in any relationship. There must be limits or the other party can walk all over you. And he's passed those limits that his support for this massive tax increase is 180 degrees opposite Tea Party principles. And we cannot support him. We'd love to see somebody else run in that district that we can support. But even if it goes Democrat, a lesson needs to be taught or they will keep doing this. And Chad Mays, even if he loses his leadership position in the in the assembly, is woefully insufficient because the elites, the ruling class, the big business, the donors have their cap and trade tax increase that they wanted. And I think Susan Shelley, our guest for this hour on the United IE radio program, said it perfectly, and that is Chad May's responsibility as the minority leader is to oversee the process of targeting vulnerable Democrats in order to push back on the Democratic supermajority, number one, and number two, to get Republicans elected. And apparently this vote is going to secure the vulnerable seats that Susan mentioned earlier, Sabrina Cervantes, and uh, who's the lady in Fullerton that you mentioned? Sharon Silva. There you go. So those two seats, this vote enabled both of those uh, assembly people to take cover of abstaining, and three Democratic Democrats in the assembly were able to vote no and get cover in their districts as well. So woe be to those people that you know are, you know, trotting all over Republican uh, principles and values and the effort to bring conservative values to a state that dramatically needs it. I heard it said recently, Susan and Greg, that the problem with in California is that the Democrats are in charge. The problem 
in Detroit, Michigan, is that they've been in charge for too long. And that is what I foresee in California, that they are presiding over the destruction of the middle class. I heard from more people who said, that's it, I'm out of California. And without a functioning middle class, uh, this state will fall into a two-class system, essentially, uh, you know, a, a poverty one, which California, what, where are we in the, in the uh, poverty rankings, Susan? Aren't we like second from we the bottom? We are number one. We are number one, according to the Census Bureau, we are number one with a bullet, if you ask me. It's, um, if you consider the cost of living, which the, um, the secondary poverty, uh, the Census Bureau calculates a poverty rate, and then they calculate a separate poverty rate that takes into account the cost of living. And okay. when you use that second indicator california has a 20.6 percent poverty rate the highest in the nation wow plus you have a lot of people that they may not be officially poor i don't remember the exact numbers but they're very on the margin they are, they are barely very, very scraping by with it being able to pay the car payment and the, and, the, and the rent the, and now they're going to have to pay are, even more for gas and all and energy prices are, People are so hollowed out, and this particular thing, cap-and-trade, hitting people on electricity prices and gas prices and diesel fuel for trucking and transportation, it raises the cost of essentials, what it costs you to commute to work, what it costs you to, to buy food at the grocery store, what it costs you to run your lights in your house. And it's just not acceptable for the government to say, well, we're going to have a poverty subsidy program. If you would fill out a form and you show us that you really can't afford it, we might give you a break. That's not acceptable. They're making people poor. They are creating energy poverty. And it's a very serious problem. And it's not funny. The Democrats act as if they're leading the world, they're going to Paris, they're having their picture taken. They're talking about global warming and climate in the year 2100. And people in California are suffering. This is a declining standard of living in this state. People are suffering, and people are leaving. We have people who, who earn between one hundred dollars and $200,000 are the largest category of Californians moving out because they have the highest tax rate and they don't have the income to withstand whatever Sacramento does to them. And, they can, and because they can move, because right. they have the ability, the financial wherewithal to be mobile, whereas right. there is in this permanent underclass a lot of people that are literally trapped and right. can't move. Right. And, you know, it, this, the numbers are showing this. Even though you can, you can do an average that says, oh, well, if you count the growth in Silicon Valley, the economy of California is just fabulous. Well, on average, if you have one foot in a bucket of boiling water and one foot in a bucket of ice, on average, you're pretty comfortable. Well, well let's, let's not do that. I agree. The cap-and-trade issue and the gas tax is only, unfortunately, but one uh, of a couple of issues that are our travails. There's another one that you want to bring to our attention, I think, SB 231. SB 231. All Senate right. Bill 231 would allow, it would allow local governments to raise property taxes by as much as $1,400 a year without a vote of the people. And let's how let's leave work. it there because we've got okay. to take a break, uh, tease it a little bit, let people know that the Democrats are not done going after your hard-earned money. They're going to find other ways to do it. SB 231 is one such way. We'll be back after a moment uh, for a word from our sponsor for this half hour of the United IE Radio Program. All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. 
When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. Here on Unite IE Radio, we are always grateful, no matter what else is going on, that we do not get all of the government that we pay for. And that's attributable to... uh, Will Rogers. There you go. I wish I, wish, I wish I thought of something so clever, but that, that was Will Rogers. We have on the line with us Susan Shelley. She's a columnist with the Southern California News Group. You can read her locally in the Redlands Daily Facts, the San Bernardino Sun, and the Riverside Press Enterprise. We've been talking about what the legislature has been doing to us, and uh, they're not done yet, are they, Susan? They are not done. Until September 15th, they could still get us. So mark your calendar. And call the Assembly sometime between August 21st, which is when they come back from their summer recess, between August 21st and September 15th on any weekday. Call the Assembly and say no on Senate Bill 231, which would redefine the word sewer to include stormwater. And by doing this, the giant fees for building massive stormwater infrastructure projects could be charged to taxpayers without a vote of the people. And this could be as high as $1,400 per house per year forever, or for 10 years or 20 years or however long it takes to pay off these giant, massive stormwater projects. This is a terrible idea. It's probably unconstitutional to do this, but why should every city have to go to court and fight against this for years and years while they collect this money? Vote. Call your assembly representative. Say no on SB 231. We have the right to vote on taxes. And this would infringe that right because they would they would not need a vote for massive new taxes for stormwater projects. So we have to stop this bill sometime before September 15th. Call your assembly representative. They could sneak it in at any time. Well, and in addition to that, the, uh, Brown's next priority is going to be a $75 extra recording fee for every document that's recorded in the property records. And the money will supposedly be used for housing. Yeah, so no, so another, really, another, another tax increase. This is really unfortunate because we have policies that are discouraging home construction in just the private market, the way homes have always been constructed. And we're discouraging that because of the Sustainable Communities Act, which was passed back in 2008 or 2010. The idea was that driving causes global warming. And so you don't want outlying areas. You don't want suburbs. You don't want sprawl. Sprawl was a bad thing in 2008. What you want is vertical construction on top of train tracks. This is how everyone wants to live, right? Stack and pack. So they've made it more difficult to build housing in suburban outlying areas. And what has happened in California? The price of housing has skyrocketed. We're not building as much housing as other states are, and we're, we're paying the price. Young families can't buy a house. This is not acceptable. It doesn't have to be this way. This is self-inflicted damage. And 
And once again, it's this idea that we have to show leadership on global warming when it actually has no effect whatsoever on the climate. The global warming hoax underpins so much of this and is so much of the basis of the Democrat Party agenda and sustainability, which is really to increase government control and yeah. reduce everyone else's, not the ruling class, not the leadership, not the elite standard of living, but everyone else's standard of living. And I hate to bring it back to this, but, you know, this uh, the, the SB1, which was the gas tax, cap and trade, which was what, SB398 or AB398, yeah. yeah. um, all of these ultimately are taxes. And by virtue of the fact that the Democrats have this supermajority, all of these things can be passed literally by a body of 120 people on 38 million human beings. Yeah. And I, I think that one of the things we need to do is we need to raise the number of votes required in the legislature to pass a tax to 100%. I like it. <laughs> thereby, thereby forcing them to always take this stuff to the people. The fact that you have these ideologues now in Sacramento, uh, as Greg said, predicating all of this stuff on the back of a, of a hoax called man-caused global warming that 97% of climate scientists agree, but when you peel back the layers of the onion, you realize that the 97% is comprised of a group of roughly 79 climate scientists. Um, there is no majority. There is no settled science here. There is no um, you know, body of evidence that says that man is having this impact on uh you know on the globe the reality of it is is this is a this is a, a a hoax that as we said earlier in the program is designed to be able to control uh the global population to raise trillions of dollars create taxes out of thin air and ultimately control how we live whether it's this stack and pack idea of keeping population centers you know focused around these transportation hubs or raising the cost of independent living by raising energy and fuel costs and ultimately the price of everything because everything is predicated on the price of fuel even the donuts you buy at the grocery store ultimately have not my donuts yeah absolutely true not my donuts and, and it raises taxes for everything else because schools and and any kind of public facility is paying a higher utility rate also mm -hmm. and higher transportation costs so the police department costs more because gasoline costs more and and the the community colleges cost more because the electric bills are going up and this, this ends up being just a huge tax on everything. And for what purpose? For the bullet train from San Jose to Wasco? You know what? I could actually, I could actually agree to higher taxes if the, if, the, if the state of California could finally be transparent about this unfunded liability in our pension system and say, we've got to fix this. This is a true bullet you know, hurtling towards the heart of California that could kill this state, this unfunded pension liability that they refuse to do anything about the cost. But I could almost I could almost get my get my arms around an increase in taxation to deal with this contractual obligation that we've been sold. But no, um, they're not even being transparent about that. No, they're not. And they take it off budget. So they pretend we have a balanced budget and we don't have a balanced budget. 
And you can see it actually in the, in the governor's budget documents. You can see that revenue missed from what they thought it would be when they projected it last June. And why did revenue miss? I asked. I asked the state finance director about it. And he said sales tax revenue was way below what they projected. People just weren't making purchases at the rate that they predicted they would. Well, why is that? Mm-hmm. And when you, when you ask, it turns out wages were lower than expected. And when you dig a little deeper into that, you find out that for the last four years, the percentage of growth in wages and salaries that is accountable, that, that's attributable to higher wage segments, went from 50% down to 36%. Most of the wage and salary growth in California was in low-wage jobs. And this had an impact on state revenues because the income tax is on higher incomes, not lower incomes. So as a result of cap-and-trade, this, this four-year, five-year period that they were examining, coincides with the passage of cap-and-trade, which started in 2012. As a result of this, wages are lower in California, and people are buying less stuff. And they didn't even pay attention to their own study because what did they do? Doubled down on cap-and-trade, which is going to have an even increased impact on this. So if they were concerned about revenues before, you know, great. more concerned. Exactly right. Mm -hmm. No, this is... This is self-inflicted damage, and it does not have to be like this. All of this can be fixed. If a Democrat in Sacramento wanted different results, they would adopt different policies. We need to take one more word from All-Star Collision, the place to go when you have an accident, because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back with Susan Scheller for Closing Thoughts after this message. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program, the radio show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. want to remind our listeners that the August 12th kickoff date for the NoCAGasTax.com signature gathering effort has been postponed until we can get a date that fits to our speaker's calendar that will happen sometime in October after the 915, uh, September 15th, that is, uh, court date. Uh, for hearing on the language. Uh, We've talked all about California this segment, but, you know, there are amazing things going on outside California in Washington, D.C. Donald Trump's efforts to drain the swamp uh, seem to have hit a brick wall with health care reform. Now he's pivoted to immigration. Uh, What does Donald Trump need to do to drain the swamp so we can get his agenda passed, Shelley? Well, Susan, I actually sorry. I think it's I think it's going a little better than than it appears to be going. You know, the the healthcare situation, there will be a deal on healthcare because there has to be a deal. Everybody needs a deal on healthcare because it is collapsing. It really is. Uh, I don't know if you saw the story that Anthem Blue Cross is going to stop selling policies in Southern California, individual policies inside the exchanges and some of the other individual policies. They're losing money on this. Because what's happening is healthy people are not paying these high premiums for coverage that they feel they don't need. They'd rather pay the penalty. And it's possible that the Trump administration won't even enforce the penalty. So that also contributes to the fact that healthy people are not willing to pay 
$1,000 a month for their family to have coverage if they don't feel it's necessary. So the, the exchanges are, are failing, and the cost-sharing reduction payments that Barack Obama paid without congressional authorization are only continuing because Trump is appealing, the government is appealing this court decision that said these payments were illegal because Congress didn't authorize the money. As long as the appeal is going forward, the government can continue to make these illegal payments because they're appealing. But Trump doesn't have to appeal. He can stop appealing, and he can stop making the payments even if he doesn't appeal. So this is something that is very destabilizing, and everybody needs a deal. And I thought when, when the vote for the health care bill in the Senate went down, I thought the people sitting behind Chuck Schumer, uh, particularly Patty Murray from Washington, looked a little green. I don't think they looked too happy. Dianne Feinstein and Patty Murray were sitting behind him. And if you see the clip on YouTube of Chuck Schumer's speech that night, you will see the two of them looking not really happy because the fact of the matter is they have to do something to make a deal here it's not trump's fault that the health care system is in trouble from obamacare it's their fault okay but the risk of this is the deal now they're already talking about we're going to the democrats and republicans are going to get together to quote fix unquote Obamacare. So the, the risk here is that these Republicans are going to come in and prop up Obamacare with more taxpayer money rather than doing anything to repeal it and replace it as they have repeatedly promised. So w- stay tuned. This is going to be the yeah. big this is this is going to be a huge fight over mm-hmm. whether or not to the Republicans are going to the national Republicans are not going to betray what they promised to their voters and join with the Democrats to prop up Obamacare. Well, they're, they're going to have to do this in stages because they're scaring the whole country. This, this business of trying to do something in reconciliation where they're just repealing taxes and it, they don't tell you what you're going to have and you try to find out what's this going to, how is, this, how is what they're doing in Washington going to affect my personal insurance? Everybody is scared. And there was no reassurance of what it was going to be on the other side. So they're going to have to do this in stages. And they're going to have to provide reassurance to people that they'll be able to afford policies. They're going to have to show that somehow. Susan Shelley, thank you so much for bringing the wealth of your resources and information to the Unite IE radio program. We so appreciate the work you do and for being available to us to be to share with our listeners uh, what you learn in the trenches writing for the Southern California News Group. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Tune in again next week for another edition of the Unite IE Radio program every Saturday at 4 p.m. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.